Good afternoon, Almira Baptist Church. This is Almira and you, a podcast for the members and friends of Almira Baptist Church. I'm Pastor Scott. Welcome. Today is Monday, May 15th, 2023. And what I'm going to do today is I want to just give you a couple of updates, and then I want to let you listen to some history of Bill Patterson's family, and later we'll include other items from his long interview that he and I had together. But today, just some history from Bill Patterson. But first, these things from Elmira Baptist Church. Yesterday, we had a fantastic meeting. Uh, We had guests, again, visitors. I'm so grateful that God continues to bring out visitors to our church, and we enjoyed focusing on the value of mothers. We dispelled some myths about mothers and then focused on their value. If you missed those sermons, let me encourage you to go to Sermon Audio and catch up in that way. Here are the things that are coming up this week. Of course, on Wednesday night, we're going to meet for a time of Bible study. Men and women meeting jointly together. There's a uh, discipleship time for children, a children's class, and there is a nursery. So you just bring on the whole family. We'll begin at seven o'clock and the men and the women after Bible study will finish with prayer. There is a celebration of life for Kinney Caspers this coming Saturday. It is at four o'clock. I had that incorrect in the bulletin. It's at 4 p.m. at the Veterans Hall here in Vacaville on Merchant Street, so you can find that address in the bulletin or see me if you need to to catch up with that. But that's four o'clock and you are all welcome to come. If you do choose to come, would you please bring a dessert along with uh, uh, yourself? Yeah, yourself and a dessert. Last, I want to remind you that we'll have an intern with us. His name is Jonathan Grab, and he should be arriving today. Uh, He'll be doing a variety of things for our church, but mostly learning, mostly observing, mostly learning how to function within a local church. So please welcome him. He would be blessed if you would spend time with him so that he can get to know you and you can get to know him. In addition to learning about our church and learning how a local church functions, one of the things I want to do is give him an opportunity to meet Californians to recognize that there are good Christian people here in California that need young men like him to come and minister to us. So please meet him, encourage him, share with him your personal testimony and how you ended up here at Elmira Baptist Church. Let's get on to the testimony from Bill Patterson about his grandparents and his parents. A unique upbringing because I was an American born in the United States, but my mother had grown up in Mexico. My dad had grown up in Texas, and my grandparents were missionaries in Mexico when I was born. So at the time that I was born, my parents were in college, and their plan was to um, start a church in the United States. My dad wanted to be a pastor, and he had zero interest in being a missionary. As a matter of fact, uh, when he proposed marriage to my mom, one of the conditions was, uh, I I need you to know I will never be a missionary, so if you're thinking about missions, that is not 
something we will do. And, and so mom said, well, you know, I feel it's God's will for me to marry you and you want to be in ministry, so that's fine. So uh, God has a sense of humor. <laughs> so uh, dad and mom, um, when dad graduated from college, um, 1972, he went to be an assistant pastor at his home church mm-hmm. to kind of get, you know, a little bit of experience. Right. And right. it was a large church, well-known church. Uh, he became the principal of their Christian school. Uh, he was the assistant pastor. I don't know if any of this sounds familiar. Yeah, and so <laughs> then after that, his plan was to go and be a pastor of a church. Right. But during that year, my grandfather in Mexico became violently ill. Uh, he had amoebas, and, um, and at several points in the year, they thought he might die. Yeah. And my grandfather was desperate to get someone to go to Mexico. At first, the idea was to just kind of you know, help him while he either recuperated mm-hmm. or to kind of be a transition between him and whoever the Lord would send. Right. Well, Dad um, was on deputation, felt God had called him to Mexico. He'd been on deputation for nine weeks. Oh, okay. And my grandfather called him and said, listen, uh, I need you now. Yeah. Um, we'll help you financially because, mm-hmm. you know, obviously you don't have the money to live on, so just come right. now. And my dad went, and we were on a shoestring budget. Um, my grandfather helped us some to be able to rent a home. Mm-hmm. Uh, fortunately, at that time in Mexico, it was quite inexpensive. Mm-hmm. So okay. I think our rent, when we first got down there, was like $80 a month. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it wasn't horridly expensive to live. But... Um, that, was, that was in Tlapas. No, no, that was in Cuernavaca. Oh, okay, right. So, yeah, so a little bit about my grandfather then. Uh, My grandfather went to Mexico in 1954, started in Monterey, Mm -hmm. and then from Monterey got sent by his mission agency to Costa Rica, where they lived for four years. And then after that, he knew God had called him to Mexico. So he went back to Mexico, started in Mexico City. Um, By that time, the ministry in Monterey had already gone through a transition. Um, uh, I don't know if you know who the Ashcraft family is, but they went to take care of the work that my grandfather had started and also began their own work. Anyway, uh, so there really wasn't a place for him in Monterey, so he was just kind of looking. They spent about six months in Mexico City, and then they went just south of there, an hour south of Mexico City to Cuernavaca. Mm -hmm. So my grandfather started a small ministry there in his home and then brought up students from South Amer- from Central America, uh, Honduras, El Salvador, Nicaragua, and Costa Rica mm-hmm. that came up to finish their Bible Institute oh, yeah. that they had started their studies in Central America with my grandfather, but they wanted to finish. Right. So uh, they moved up, and so they were kind of helping him, going soul winning, mm-hmm. and he had a little group of people in his house. But then there were like several of them from the southern part of the city and so he started going there, and then there was a waiter at a restaurant who was a believer who said, uh, my family has land there. I'm just going to give you some land to build a church. Wow. So wow. they were given this land. They went and built the church. While they're building the church, one of the, the um, bricklayers, mm-hmm. he's um, talking with my uncle, and by that time he had been saved. Mm-hmm. 
And he asked my uncle, why are you going to go be a missionary in Brazil? And my uncle said, because I want to work with indigenous people groups. Right. And uh, he said, well, what about here in Mexico? He said, well, there's no indigenous people groups in Mexico. He said, well, sure there are. He said, as a matter of fact, I'm an Indian. Oh, wow. He's like, you're kidding. He said, I've never heard of any Indian people in right. Mexico. Right. Well, back in the 60s and 70s, Mexico tried to keep this kind of hidden. I see. It was sort of like, you know, if you have a child that's affected, afflicted in Mongolia, mm -hmm. you don't take out your you know, paraplegic child into yeah. society because then yeah. that looks bad on you. Yeah. It's not like here in the States, praise God. But anyway, it's the way it was. And so he even spoke to him in his language, which was Thlapanek. Mm -hmm. And he said, why don't you come visit my village? Mm -hmm. So my uncle said, okay. So they then went to Tlapa, oh, okay. which was the head of the Tlapanek community. Yep. And then from there, they had to take a mule two days up into the mountains to the village of Tepeyac. Which is where the bricklayer was from. Which is where the bricklayer was from. <laughs> so he has now come back to his home. He hasn't been there in, oh, probably close to a decade. So the whole village is like so excited to see right. him. You know, he's the first one that's ever left and come back. I mean, this is a big deal. And he's got this white guy, and they've never seen a white man in their life. Wow. So and so, yes, yeah, exactly. Okay. And then, you know, uh, they're asking him questions. Why are you here? What have you come to do? And he, through this man, uh, says, well, you know, I'm here to talk to you about God. Yeah. They're like, whoa, you know, are, are you right. God? Right. <laughs> right. So, so your uncle's speaking Spanish. Spanish. And this fellow he's met is translating right. into... So that fellow's <laughs> named okay. Faustino Mosso. Okay. So Faustino was translating into Tlaponek for my uncle. Yeah and sharing the gospel with right. them, stayed there about a week, and the men of the village said, well, you need to come back and start a church here. Right. And so uh, my uncle said, okay. Um, his whole life direction changed uh, yeah, that week, yeah. which I, I now see as God you know, doing a, right. an amazing thing. Anyway, so that's why my grandparents had a ministry in both Cuernavaca and Tlapa, uh, oh, okay. because... As my uncle then was trying to get started in reaching out into other villages, the rest of the villages were all closed. No one wanted to hear him. Right, because he was a white man. Because, well, no, oh. because he's preaching this, this news, oh. this gospel that's very foreign yeah. to them, very contrary to what they've already yep. believed. Yep. Okay. And so he was talking with my grandfather, and they said, well, how can we get into these villages? And my grandfather had the idea of starting an orphanage or a children's home. Mm -hmm. Well... Uh, there were hundreds, we found out later, hundreds of thousands, but there were hundreds of little children that my uncle had seen that had distended bellies and filled with worms and malnutrition and uh, child mortality. Uh, at that point, uh, nearly 50% of children would not make it to the age of five. Wow. And so wow. we felt like, okay, well, let's try to help these children yep. And then maybe that will give us an open door into some of these villages. Yep. And that's what happened. And so my grandfather started this children's home, two children's homes, in Tlapa, at the same time that he's trying to pastor the church in Cuernavaca. Okay. So he's getting spread thin, and yeah. then he gets ill. Yeah. My uncle has no interest at all in the children's homes because he's back in the mountains trying to start churches. Right, right. So he's preaching in all these different villages, yeah. and my grandfather's trying to take care of these kids. My grandmother's just wondering if she's going to have a husband by yeah. the next year. Yeah. So my dad and mom come into this situation. So dad started making trips to Tlapa, but we were living in Cuernavaca. Um, 
And then that went on for about five years mm -hmm. until um, dad accepted to become the pastor of a little mission church that my grandfather had started mm -hmm. in a town called Tepoztlán. Okay. And so that city is known as the world center of Satanism. Wow. It's a very wicked, very, very wicked place. Now, where is that in relation to Mexico City and Tlapa mm -hmm. and Guerrero? Cuernavaca. Okay. So Guerrero is the state where Tlapa right. is. Okay. That's further south. Okay, so Mexico City, uh, as you go south, the first state you'll come to is Morelos. Okay. The capital of Morelos is Cuernavaca, okay. which is where we lived. Yep. And then Tepoztlan is also in Cuernavaca, only about 11 miles away. Okay. But it was about a one-hour drive. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and uh, then Tlapa at that point was 13 hours further south from us in Cuernavaca. Got it. Now the roads are really nice. You can make it in about four and a half hours. Mm -hmm. Okay. But uh, my grandfather um, had started. Sir, my grandfather always believed that you shouldn't just have one church. Okay. But rather that you should have a church, a main church. Yep but then go into nearby towns mm -hmm. and find a family who were Christians mm -hmm. that were willing to open up their home, yep. invite some of their neighbors in, and not just have a Bible study, but with the, with the view of starting a local church. Right. And right. so my grandfather... Uh, so he always had a couple of church plants. That always, he was with. Yeah. always, mm -hmm. okay. always. Yep. Um, when he was in Monterey, he had 12. Wow, okay. And yeah. that was, he was only there for two years. Yeah. So he actually was in one church that actually had their own building, their property, and then 11 where he was reaching into various communities with the view of them having their own church at right. some point in the future. Right. So that's, that was always my grandfather's way. And then in Cuernavaca, it was the same thing. Uh, he had the main church in Tlahuapan, but then he had a mission church in uh, Tepoztlan, another one in Santo Domingo, uh, another one in, um, uh, oh, um, I forget the name of it right now, El Progreso. Okay. So, you know, he was, he was always trying to start. And then after his death, I found out that he had given the money to a pastor to buy the building materials uh, to build the church in a little tiny place called uh, um, uh, Temilpa Nuevo. And I went there to preach. This was kind of a quirk. And I went back and I said, Mamma, I was just at a church. The pastor died 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. A young man died. And they have three deacons and they take turns. So one preaches one Sunday, one preaches the next Sunday, the third preaches the third Sunday. And they said that Papaw gave the money for them to build that church. Wow. And she said, what town was that? And I said, Temilpa Nuevo. And she started crying. She said, so it really worked. Wow. I said, okay, what happened? Yeah. And she yeah. said that one day in Cuernavaca, this pastor had come to see my grandfather and said, look, I'm, I've got a small group of people. Mm -hmm. We have land. Mm -hmm. We have men who are willing to do the work, but we need help to buy the building materials. Right. Would you help us? So my grandfather took all of their money that they had saved up for Christmas gifts, Christmas meal, and clothes mm -hmm. because they always got a new outfit at Christmas. Mm -hmm. They got gifts and they had a special meal. Took right. all that money and gave it to this man. Wow. 
and then told my grandmother, hey, I gave that money away to right. this guy that wants to build a church. Christmas, forget it. It's okay. not going to be the same. No, well, they didn't have Christmas that year. Right, I mean, right. there was nothing. Right, there was nothing. And my grandmother was really mad. I bet. And so, so you know, she like never forgave him, she told me. And, um, and the crazy thing was, is my grandfather forgot where this was. Oh, no. And, right, because the pastor had come to Right, he'd come, and he never right. came back. Right. So this man, I mean, my grandfather later moved, so he may have tried to find my grandfather. We don't know. But he never, he never came back, never wrote a letter of thanks. Uh, my grandfather never knew but what he might have taken the money and sure. gone on vacation. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about nearly 40 years later, wow. and my grandmother says, so it actually worked. They built a building. Because when I went there, they said, there's no way you're his grandson. Okay. And I said, yes, I am. And they said, well, we don't believe it. You're making this up. Uh, and I pulled out my Mexican driver's license, yeah. and it had both of my last names, Patterson, right. as well as my mom's maiden right. name, McCoy. Right. And they're like, oh, you really are a McCoy? I said, yeah, that was my grandfather, Ralph McCoy. Yeah. They're like, oh, wow, we've only heard of him. Yeah. We know that he's the one who gave the money so we could build our church, but we've never met any of his family. Right. I said, well, I had no idea you guys were even here. So that's the kind of guy my grandfather was. Yeah. He was he was all in right. for ministry, you know, right. just 100%. And I think at times it was, it was hard on my grandmother because she, of course, family is important. You and I yes. agree on that. Yes, family is important, yeah. But um, I think that he, he really felt on that occasion that God had, mm-hmm. had said, this is what you got to do. Mm-hmm. And so he just did it. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you've had opportunity to take money you thought was oh. going to give for one thing and give it to someone else. I hope that you enjoyed that testimony about Bill and his grandparents and his parents. We'll be listening to more of that story throughout the summer. This has been Elmira and you for Monday, May 15th, 2023. You can join us on Sundays at 9.45 for Sunday School, 11 o'clock for morning worship, and this week, about 1.30, we'll meet for a time of praise and testimony, because even though it's the third Sunday of the month, we are moving up our food and fellowship by one week, so it is this coming Sunday. We also meet on Wednesdays at 7 o'clock. Join us. We meet at 6111 California Pacific Road near Vacaville, California, And join me later this week for another edition of Elmira and You.